Welcome to episode 193 of Podicus Rex. We're a ComingtonRex.com podcast. I'm your host, JR. Joining me again this time is Anthony. Howdy. And this time we are going to discuss the little six-issue mini, six miniseries, Justice League vs. The Suicide Squad. This took place eh, fairly early in the whole Rebirth era. Like the, I think most books were on like issues nine or ten, so maybe mm-hmm. five, six months into Rebirth. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was like maybe December, November, December of that year. That all that this came out. So pretty, I think actually, or, or before, just before the first Suicide Squad movie came out, this story happens. Oh, okay. And it's, you can so, kind of see that in the, uh, the casting for the Suicide Squad here. Right. A little, a little bit. But uh, anyways, this uh, story was written by Joshua Williamson. Probably most notable long-term as a, he had a big run on The Flash with Rebirth. And um, the artists, it's a lot of various artists. Each I'm trying. I'm trying to remember, but I'm fairly certain this came out weekly back in the day. So oh. each issue has a different artist on it, doing their own little thing with it. But they all had they all had pretty similar styles, so it's not a big. It's not a big difference issue to issue. Not a jarring difference. Not a jarring difference as if you were to go from someone like. Jim Lee to suddenly Frank Quietly <laughs> or Tim Sale as not quite that big of a jump. Right. So anyways, let's get started and we begin the series with a uh, some ominous man uh walking through quote unquote in Death Valley, California, going through this place called the Catacombs. This prison, and he's approached. He's stopped by some guards, and he just kind. He just says to them, "It's like they try to stop, and he goes, nah, you don't want to do that. You want to shoot each other.' So they shoot each other. Eagle-eyed readers, right here, would know would pretty much know exactly who has that power, but will hold off until the uh, the actual reveal in the comic." So he goes through, continues creating suggestions and uh, who should be released from the prison. The escaped prisoners just massacre the guards all to hell. And we still don't find out who any of these people are. Then we come upon the Suicide Squad in Badnesia. And I comment that this is... A very movie-esque lineup for the Suicide Squad. Because you've got Harley Quinn, who, to be fair, has been a part of the Suicide Squad, I want to say since New 52 began. I want to say when New 52 launched, is when they, back in 2011, is when they really started pulling her away from being a Joker sidekick, giving her 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 own title... And more of her own stuff to do, rather than just be a sidekick 
villain in the Batman books. So here you've got Suicide Squad roster of Deadshot, Harley, Killer Croc, Boomerang, Enchantress, El Diablo, and then Killer Frost thrown in there for good thrown in there for good measure. <laughs> so th what are they doing in this uh, Batanesia place? Um, they are looking for uh they're looking for this Quake Pulsar that was stolen from Star Labs uh, by some death cult called the Brimstone Brotherhood, uh, led by a guy named Apex. Uh, Apex wants to use this Brimstone to basically kill everybody on an island, mass sacrifice to a god. Waller says, this is not good. We want that Brimstone back. And you get chaos. Uh, Suicide Squad fairly easily takes care of this group of troops that kind of met up with them uh, until Apex shows up. Uh, and while uh, Apex shows up and kind of gives his big villain, this is your last action on Earth. Yada yada yada. Like monologues. Yeah. Uh, you go to the watchtower of the Justice League where Batman is explaining exactly what the Suicide Squad is and how he's noticed him team up a few times. And this is not good to have high level criminals together working on their Amanda Waller. Yeah, up until this point, the Suicide Squad, or Task Force X, has been a fairly secretive thing. Well, since New 52, it's been a fairly secretive thing, not really an eye of the heroes. But there was an early Batman re rebirth story has Batman working with, I want to say some of them, or coming mm -hmm. across some of them in his story... I believe goes into the the setup of the Bane of the starting of the whole Bane story okay. that takes place for a couple years in the Batman line. So that's how he that's how he has become aware of it. I think yeah, I think the they even give a note that the story is a uh, I am suicide in the Batman titles, which yeah was, was like the first, second or third storyline after Rebirth, right. And uh, Cyborg had apparently been monitoring uh, uh, computer systems and uh, basically tells Batman, well, speaking of this Suicide Squad, you won't believe what I just found on this island out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, you go back to the island. Um, the fight has kind of changed a little bit because now Apex has activated this brimstone, but Enchantress is about to do something extremely big slash not good for anyone. Uh, you, yeah, yeah and I kind of like this because you get sort of a build up attention, you get a build up, and all of a sudden, bang, <laughs> one little shot, dead shot, takes care of Apex. 
Yeah, because like they were get things were getting quite out of hand quickly. Mm-hmm. Like Enchantress wasn't able to do anything. El Diablo wasn't able to do anything, and then just dead shot with a sniper <laughs> taking out. And it's like there's things start to tremble, and Harley tries to play it off, and then the building dead shot is on starts to collapse, and he was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Oh well." Only to be saved by Superman. Because the Justice League has decided to come in and take note of this. Because they don't like the thought of villains working together, period, under any circumstances. Exactly. So Batman tells them that uh, Task Force X is uh, over. And of course the villains are not really pleased to to have been given orders by Batman. Waller is really not happy that her team is being given orders by Batman. <laughs> and she commands the, the, the Suicide Squad to not let themselves be captured by the Justice League. So then, <laughs> obligatory fight. <laughs> yep. Huge obligatory fight. Which, on paper, should not be a fight. Nah, nah. Uh, Diablo and Boomerang even kind of mention it to themselves, uh, saying sort of, it's like, are we sure we want to take on basically the strongest beings in the universe right now? Yeah, this is the top of the top of the heroes. We are a bit outgunned here. (laughs) But while this is happening, you get a brief interlude uh, in the Swiss, some random castle in the Swiss Alps. You you finally see he, who was uh, released from prison by mysterious dude, and you've got Doctor Polaris, magnets and stuff, Emerald Empress with the eye of Ekron, the green thing. Uh, you got Lobo, should know who Lobo is. Johnny Sorrow, who I've never ever heard outside of this story. Apparently, he can call upon make your worst nightmares or something come true. The Mm -hmm. king of worshiping the king of tears or something. And Rustin, who's like an Assassin's Creed dude with a flaming sword. (laughs) (laughs) So they were all busted out of prison by Maxwell Lord. And for. For those of you who don't know who Maxwell Lord is, who or who only know of. Haven't seen Maxwell Lord do anything in the past 30 years. <laughs> he started out as the uh, kind of liaison PR guy type of person for Justice League International. Not going into too much detail on Justice League International because we'll, we'll, we will definitely visit them at some other day. <laughs> but he was a kind of a, he was just one of the group. Not really. No powers, didn't much, didn't really do anything. Just kind of got them trying to get them situations be heroes. Maybe make some money. I'm not certain, but that's that's beside the point. That's another day. Then around, I can't remember if he joined Checkmate first or if this was his big reveal in the Checkmate. But either way, two thousand five. DC decides to make him evil. 
give gives him powers of a uh, suggestion. He can't control your mind, but he can kind of nudge you into doing things that maybe you kind of wanted to, or maybe you didn't, but he's going to put that suggestion in your mind for you to do him, for you to do him. You can, right. The stronger people can fight him, but it's there. So there's a whole big thing during Infinite Crisis and Countdown to Infinite Crisis and where, and it's a big thing where, even though we will go over that at some point, uh, spoilers, Wonder Woman snaps his neck. It's a pretty big deal in the Wonder Woman comics. Still is a pretty de big deal in the Wonder Woman comics. Of course, now it still kind of muddies up what's canon, what's not canon. Right. After uh, Post-Flashpoint with the pre-Flashpoint stuff, but whatever. <laughs> So he dies during that, then is br brought back to life during Brightest Day, which is the follow-up to Blackest Night, which is a whole big ordeal we may not ever get to. <laughs> that requires the entire Jeff Johns run. Oh. Yeah. So anyways, he comes back to life there and pretty much keeps going with the uh, leader of Checkmate until we see him here. And you notice here, I'm going to point out a little something in the art. I think Jason Fabuk did uh, this first issue. He has blood coming from his nose. Mm -hmm. That is a surefire sign that he is using his powers. Because he it's just a mental strain of, and a bit of a brain hemorrhage of trying to just concentrate hard enough to do that, to force somebody, to push somebody... To do something. Right. So anytime you see him bleeding with a nosebleed, he is definitely using his powers. So he is definitely manipulating them right now. Makes sense. Yeah. Just one of those, it's one of those small little details, but they definitely threw it in, put it in there as a choice. Nice. So where does issue two pick up? Uh, we are back at the. Uh, big brawl between Justice League and Suicide Squad. Uh, Waller's watching on and threatening Suicide Squad. Hey, do what I told you or I'll blow up those bombs I put in your brain. Uh, Colonel Flagg is on his way down. I'm not sure what he plans on doing. But, yeah, uh, Flagg was unhappy. Yeah, Flagg was unhappy that Waller sent them on a mission without him, even though he's kind of the... Uh, leader and glue that's supposed to hold them together and killer frost this is was her first first mission wasn't really mm -hmm. ready for this right so you then get um a few pages where basically suicide suicide squad realizes we can't beat justice league unit versus unit so why not split up and pull this group apart and take them out one by one. And you get pairings of like Aquaman versus Killer Croc, uh, Batman versus Deadshot, uh, Killer Frost is against Cyborg and she even makes the uh, comment, hey, this is my first mission, but I can handle myself. 
<laughs> you kind of get this through the next few pages where it's just one-on-one suicide squad trying to fight the league off instead of just unifying as one group. Uh, back on the Swiss Alps, you've got Maxwell Lord uh, uh, trying to bring this group together saying, hey, we can help each other. Uh, I won't Waller. You all won't Waller. Let's unite. And Lobo, I think, is the first to realize, hey, don't try any of that mental mumbo jumbo on me. It won't end well for you. Yeah, and and, wa- and during these panels, his nose is not bleeding. Mm-hmm. But I do want to point. I do want to point out some Easter eggs here. With that that first page where you come back to Max to Lord's group, mm-hmm. with the uh, Johnny Sorrow talking like, ever since the King of Tears gifted me with new life, I've had a connection to multiple dimensions, and this one has been manipulated. That is a. Doomsday Clock, Dr. Manhattan tie-in type thing. Ah. Yeah, because with uh, DC Universe Rebirth, you got the tease, you had set up the teases of Dr. Manhattan having manipulated things. Mm -hmm. With, I believe that issue ends with Batman finding the button, the comedian's button, in the Batcave. Right. And, and, uh, Emerald Empress, Enchantress, whatever her name was. The Emerald Lady with the eye. Uh, Empress. Yeah. She she notes that the uh, the eye of Ekron feels like time is missing. And she must find the Legionnaire. And it comes up again later on that she, she is searching for Saturn Girl. Who goes through a Supergirl story and also ends up in the Doomsday Clock story. Also, so just something neat of uh, what the plan was and how they were teasing things way, way back. back when. Of course, the nice. Doomsday Clock took forever to actually come out, <laughs> but that's beside mm-hmm. the So yeah, he's um, uh, Laura's just trying to get this group all on the same page, and none of them really trusts him. Uh, Lord's like, we all have one thing in common. That's, hey, if you help me get what I want, you get the added bonus of revenge on the person you hate the most, Amanda Waller. Um, Dr. Polaris, it seems like he's the first one on board. Um, So, yeah, they even asked, well, what about the Justice League? And Lord mentions Justice League and I are old friends. I look forward to their eventual involvement. But right now, they've got their hands full. Yeah, and you get a sense of uh, something a bit more with this group, and it's not a random group. When Polaris goes, she deserves to pay for what she did to us. As far mm-hmm. as we know currently as readers, she hadn't done anything to them that we know of. Right. Uh, you go back to the big fight. Um, let's see. Uh, Enchantress, Enchantress down Superman because mm-hmm. Superman is weak to magic, and that is all Enchantress has. Uh, let's see, Killer Frost is still re- she just doesn't want to do any of this. 
Right. But she kind of freezes up a cyborg a little bit to scamper away. You've got the Green Lanterns. I can't remember the guy's name. It's Jessica Cruz, who mm-hmm. became a Green Lantern after Dark Side War. Or Forever Evil. Somewhere in between there. Because she took Power Ring's Power Ring. Right. And there was a whole, I think, well, I want to say towards the end of the New 52, there was a whole ordeal of her just trying to gain confidence to be able to actually use it. I can't remember exactly where she got it. <laughs> I want to say she had it by the time Dark Side War happened. We should remember this because we did. I think we so. Did an episode yeah, I'm that. trying to think back. I think she had it going into that. Yeah, so I think she, I think during that time she between those two events, she had gained it and had gained control of it. So either way, they're fighting El Diablo, who's creating until they just basically suffocate. Suffocate him in a green a green uh, lantern bubble. Then Flash takes on Captain Boomerang because Boomerang is one of the Flash's rogues, so Boomerang doesn't want any of anything of this. No. Uh, Croc takes on Aquaman. Aquaman sends a shark after him, but Croc just massacres that shark and tries to <laughs> bite Aquaman, but really. <laughs> Ends up just breaking a couple teeth in the in the process because Aquaman is pretty invulnerable. Mm-hmm. He is his. I don't know te- technical details, but his, his invulnerability has been always fairly close to that of your stronger heroes and your Superman, your Shazam. That on on that type of level. On that level, right? Maybe not in the strength category, but definitely just invulnerability. Let's see, you have Batman and Deadshot going after each other, with Batman getting the upper hand in there. Uh, Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman, <laughs> with Harley going... Harley's riding through the streets of uh, whatever the city on this island, on her motorcycle, just with Wonder Woman chasing her. Throws a bomb that Wonder Woman desperately tries to get in front of and shield from the uh, bystanders, only to find out that it's confetti. <laughs> and then Harley comes in, ramping in to just trying to run over Wonder Wonder Woman. And it's great that you see the explosion, aftermath of the explosion, and then Wonder Woman carrying Harley out. <laughs> oh, let's see. Then the rest of the but the rest of the uh, suicide squad kind of taken out and captured uh it leaves uh frost with superman where waller's telling frost absorb his life force uh oh yeah the, but, but yeah shortly before that though uh, boomerang has told flash everything and that waller is they are the suicide squad or Task Force mm-hmm. X, and Waller is currently talking to all of them in their ears, and she's like, damn it, Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Yeah, I can't have you jeopardize everything. I'm just going to blow you up. And like Frost is going, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then Enchantress brings Superman in, and this is like, this is where Waller is like, 
Frost, absorb his life force, damn it. Because Frost, apparently to keep her body from going from just absolutely freezing ice solid, she has to absorb other people's life energies to power herself and keep her alive. So Superman's right there, and she's like, I, I don't want to. And Waller's in her mind telling her to do it. And she does. <laughs> and then what? She freezes everybody. Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, which might be the most impressive of them all. And she goes, I didn't know I could do that. And it's just a scene of her standing over a drained and frozen Superman with icicles and uh, frozen statues or everybody behind her. And you go to the next page and it's Batman uh, in a basically the best way to describe it, a metal straitjacket. Yeah, that's pretty two, two big pipes coming out uh, with a wider shot of the rest of the Justice League in different uh, pods. And Waller saying, yeah, Justice League, not anymore. Welcome to the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, who was this? Art in that, art in that issue was Tony S. Daniel. Who I know him mostly from his time with um, Batman, doing a lot of. I want to say he did some stuff shortly before Flashpoint, then did some stuff after Flashpoint and New Fifty Two, and he currently doing lots of stuff. Okay. Uh, let's see. Then in three, you get uh, Katana, who was also in the Suicide Squad movie. And Rick Flag, they are going through the uh, the catacombs that Lord had broken into earlier, and Rick wasn't even aware that that place existed. And all they find there is death, and they're looking for the quote unquote black box to see what had actually happened there. And it's just nothing good, and they don't get in. <laughs> nothing good could have happened there. And there's there's some little bit about following Waller's orders, even though you know that they aren't exactly the best of orders. But none of them are ever going to actually go against it. Right. So what's going on with Waller in the Justice League? Um... Or at least Batman. Batman is being transported uh, Hannibal Lecter style. Yep. And he basically tells the group, you know you, these restraints can't hold me. And, you know, so, uh, one of the guards kind of makes a smart little comment, this is in Arkham, yada yada, and uh, Batman does exactly what he says. The restraints did not hold him. He <laughs> breaks free, takes out the guards, and confronts Amanda Waller, who tells him it took him long enough to break out. Uh, she tells him uh, Justice League is safe. Uh, I didn't put the exploding brain bombs in your people, even though I totally could have. But since I didn't, you should trust me. <laughs> uh, uh, this the. Uh, tongue-tied suicide squad wondering hey wait a minute why are we 
here with the Justice League and they're tied up and locked up and we're not. Uh, it gets to a point where while after some sniping back and forth between a gloating but surprised Suicide Squad and Justice League where they're kind of just sticking out their tongues at Justice League saying, ah, how does it feel to be locked up? Waller gets to the point that she needs everybody's help. Uh, there is a, another group that's on their way here. <clears throat> She's that massacred everybody at the catacombs and they want me dead. And I want you to protect me. And you get one of my favorite panels of everybody in both groups, except for Batman, laughing at Waller in Waller's face. <laughs> and she she goes on to explain a little bit uh, of her plan, but before that, I kind of glossed over a little bit. Uh, Frost is talking to Superman about uh, her involvement with the Suicide Squad, and he brings up you had the chance to kill me, but you hesitated. Why? And she's like, well, I'm, this wasn't what I planned. I was just a, a university science kid just trying to make a difference in the world. I'm in Metropolis one day and I see you fly over and it gave me hope uh, that, you know, people told me I couldn't make it, but I can make it. Um, and if a man can fly, I can stay in college. Uh, she didn't know that draining her powers would, draining his powers would enhance her powers like that. But, quote, I'm glad you survived. Then that's when you get the panel with Waller. Yeah, and there's also a moment back when the uh, Suicide Squad is kind of gloating over Justice League. Where Boomerang comes up to Flash's cell. And flashes goat goats him into banging up against it, and it just completely zaps him back. And then there's Harley Quinn laughing about it in such a well drawn panel. I think the art, artist on this issue is Jesus Marino, and it's just the the uh, it's like you can you can see exactly and hear exactly what the action she is doing is to mock Boomerang <laughs> getting zapped away from the, uh, from the cell. <laughs> Such a perfect little panel just in the, in the midst of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Superman, uh, yeah, Superman being all inspirational. Then out in the jungle while this is happening, you've got, uh... Lord's group taking on a bunch of shamans and Maxwell Lord is trying to use his manipulation powers to coerce the head shaman into giving him some information he needs. You don't really get a sense for what it's for, but you get the idea that Lord is trying to unleash some type of evil power that only an egotistical narcissist would ever think that he could control. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's exactly what Maxwell Lord is. Mm -hmm. So eventually, Lord gets all of the information that he needs out of him. And that's when, yeah, and then Waller 
has released the Justice League. They go over exactly who escaped from the catacombs and what they can do, looking at the black box and all that stuff. And I like Superman's reaction as she's explaining who all these people are. And before she can finish, Superman realizes one of them is Max Lord. Yeah. And uh, uh, Boomerang's kind of sitting back laughing, going, Max Lord, we need to worry about him. And Superman, full anger, red eyes, just gets up in Boomerang's face and goes, yeah, him, trust me. It's kind of like Boomerang's reaction where he's like, whoa, <laughs> calm down. I'll take your word up. <laughs> yeah, like, so you can turn your eyes off now. Yeah, and that's another callback to the whole Infinite Crisis stuff. There was a mm-hmm. moment where... I guess this isn't... I guess this happens during the countdown stuff where Wonder Woman has to kill Max Lord because he is controlling Superman. Mm-hmm. So rather than risk that continuing, she just snaps his neck. Right. This Superman, even though we're in the rebirth post New 52, is the pre-Flashpoint Superman who has returned because the New 52 <laughs> Superman has kind of died. So in, in the Convergence storyline, the pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois and Jonathan Kent have shown up. And then something... Oh. There's a point here. I think at this point, everyone kind of knows he's... The main plot is he's trying to fit in as if Superman, but everyone kind of knows it's not really the super that Superman, but no one's going to mention it right until oh there was a story i was a around issue 25 or so that involved mixoplitic and um where they kind of just massage the timelines and everything so that the pre-flashpoint superman is just everybody thinks he is the current he's Everything is back to normal. Right. So you don't have to worry about Batman and Superman not trusting each other or any of that stuff that no one really wanted to write in the team books anyways. And only only in their solo titles was it really ever brought up. <laughs> so they just kind of massaged that away. Uh. Oh, so any, anyways... Yeah, this is where you find out where Waller knows so much about... <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're not gonna... They, after laughing at her, they're like, why would we... Why would we try to help you? We're not going to go where they... Why would we go anywhere you tell us to go? And I'm like, ah, funny story. You don't have to. Because they're coming here right now. <laughs> and even without Max Lord controlling them... They would all be a threat. And like, one of them was like, how do, how, how do you know that? I was like, well, because I'm the one who made them a team. They were my first Suicide Squad. So now we know why they hate Waller so damn much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where does issue four pick up? 
let's see. Issue four. Yes, I am having loading problems. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Uh, we're back at Bell Reed. Uh, Lord's group has shown up. <laughs> uh, you've got a weird to me mashup or a panel of Waller's first Suicide Squad versus the current Suicide Squad working with the Justice League. Uh, <laughs> and even Max Lord kind of mentioned something like that. And he goes, well, 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 the self-appointed saviors of justice standing side by side with Suicide Squad. Should we be flattered by this team up? Um, you get a little bit back and forth. Superman surprised that Lobo is uh, being allowing himself to be used by Lord. And of course, Lobo doesn't believe any of it. And no one controls the big man or the main man. Yeah. Uh, you've got a couple other uh, uh, back and forth, and you now I notice that uh, Lord's nose is starting to bleed a little bit again. Right. Uh, it's bleeding because he's going after Emerald uh, Emerald Empress. No. Or no, no, no. Enchantress. Enchantress. Yes. He, he, yeah. Technically, he's going after June Moon. Because he can't yeah. hit Enchantress, but Enchantress no. is post June. Her mind is still in there, and her he can have impact. It doesn't make and much he sense. That. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, until the Eye of Ekron starts yelling "Danger!" Not no no no. Uh, hold on hold on. What you see, that what you ring? see, that those are the lantern rings. Yelling, um, okay. Alert! Unknown lantern technology detected. Dangerous ah. situation imminent. Danger! 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 Yeah, those are. That's the lantern ring talking okay. to uh, the lanterns. Which they should have listened to it because the eye full out blast one of the lanterns past everybody down the hall through some walls and into parts unknown. Simon Baz. That's the other lantern's name. Ah, okay. okay. That was bugging me. Then you get basically the start of a big fight. Uh, Johnny Sorrow, whose power is, if you look at him, if you look at his face, you're dead. And he pulls his mask apart, taking on Boomerang, and you don't see his face, but you see a whole lot of creatures and talons and claws and sorrow says it was the king of tears army demanding to be released or demanding to be free and now you've got a whole another group to deal with in this giant fight and that's all these creatures that johnny sorrow has freed yeah a bunch of random monsters just to muck things up mm -hmm. um you've got a showdown between katana and rushton uh, they're kind of evenly matched. Um, they're going back and forth in their philosophies on who will do what. Uh, Max Lord, meanwhile, is going down towards the vault looking for something. Uh, 
you've got more creatures fighting uh, Killer Croc. Uh, but Lord and uh, Killer Frost, after Lord can plays mind games with Frost, they go off together uh, to wherever they're going to search for. Yeah, because he, uh, he wants to point out that I mean, he doesn't control people. He just mere, nearly shows them what they already want to do. Mm-hmm. And Killer Frost, who's not a fan of Amanda Waller's, he does not want to see Max take out Amanda Waller. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, back upstairs, you... You've got Flash, who's trying to tell people, hey, don't kill these creatures because we don't know how they'll react. That is adorable. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what they are. We don't know why they're attacking. Maybe they're just confused and lost, and it's adorable. You get a chase scene between Waller and Deadshot versus Lobo, who's just running and running, running physically and running at the mouth as he's running. <laughs> That's Lobo. <laughs> uh, Batman comes in as uh, Lobo's getting ready to hook Waller. Uh, you have just enough of a distraction by Batman that gets Waller and Deadshot away from him. Uh, meanwhile, you've got uh, Superman going up against uh, Emerald Empress and her eye. Uh, and that's when Jessica, the Green Lantern, comes in and the eye stops firing on Superman but doesn't fire on Jessica. Um, <laughs> Jessica's reaction is maybe game respects game. <laughs> And really, it's probably because it doesn't recognize the eye. It doesn't recognize her ring as being from that Earth. Because it's not. It's Earth 3. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the logic behind that. And then the eye gets busted, cracked open when uh, Simon drops a, semi, a, a ring construct semi on top of it. And Emerald <laughs> Empress freaks out that that the eye is the her only way home, and they have to find Saturn Girl, which apparently takes places in the pages of Super Supergirl that Superman deals with later. <clears throat> Let's see. Meanwhile, uh, you get Flash saving Boomerang, and another little humorous moment between them going, "Hey, you saved me. Promise you won't tell the rest of Rogues <laughs> if you." I promise not to tell the rest of Rose if you don't. <laughs> Deal. Uh, Flag has his problems. Um, he's wondering where Katana is. Only for Katana to show up with Rustin hot on her heels. Uh, they finally dispose of, well, they incapacitate Rustin. Uh, kind of a slick move where uh, Russin is getting ready to chop both Flag and Katana where he's yelling, nothing can stop my sword. Katana goes, yeah, I'm counting on it. She's basically reflects the sword back on him. Right. With her soul blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Sorrow is trying to 
to finish off. Harley Quinn takes off his mask. Harley Quinn looks dead at his face and goes, cute face, which stuns everybody. Right. It, you you should witness the, the face of madness and just drive yourself insane. <laughs> but no, and, and Wonder Woman's treating it as if he's Medusa, like, and mm-hmm. ends up reflecting his reflect, sending his reflection back to him, which just creates portals upon himself that drags him and the King of Tear, the King of Tears, uh, monsters back if to whence they came. And Wonder Woman's like, "How did you survive looking at him?" And Harley's just, "Eh, you've stared into one abyss. You've stared into them all." <laughs> it's such a, 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 a lackadaisical, well, whatever answer. <laughs> and then Harley just hugs Wonder Woman, wanting to be besties. And the, the bemused expression Wonder Woman has is just <laughs> perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, well, we should go save everybody else first before we start worrying about besties. Yeah. Then you have Dr. Polaris... <laughs> Fighting cyborg, and he's all, "What idiot sent a man made out of metal to fight me?" And cyborg is like, "What idiot kind of idiot do you think I am that I wouldn't demagnet? I hadn't considered magnetism." <laughs> <laughs> and he gives some explanation on how he demagnetized his metallic armor, running electricity through it, and yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and Lobo is continuing to chase down Deadshot and. Amanda Waller catching up to them up until the moment Batman places a brain bomb into Lobo's neck and detonates it, blowing Lobo's head clean off. And you're thinking, Batman doesn't kill. And like, we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, even Deadshot kind of like, wow. <laughs> mm hmm. So Lord and Frost are down at the vault where Frost freezes the vault doors so that they crumble and shatter and most of the Justice League and Suicide Squad are chasing after him. And Lord is very bleedy. Very, very yeah. He has been working overtime. And this might be a little too much, but he's been working overtime on all of this happening. And he finally gets it. And when I saw, I couldn't remember what this story was. When I saw the purple haze, purple glow, I went, oh, shit. Because <laughs> he gets to the Justice League and some of the Suicide Squad's running after him. And he is happy and he just goes, stop. And all of the Justice League stops. And the Suicide Squad is free. He's like, and they're like, kind of insults, like, why aren't you controlling us? And like, why would, and he's like, why would I bother when I have the greatest powers in the world at my hand? And he's found the Eclipso Diamond. <laughs> or like the Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. I am not going to get in a full story of Eclipso right now. He's a very dark, evil power. I don't, I don't know the full story of Eclipso, really, but... That's another time. He's a, yeah, he's apparently high level, high level ultimate evil. Yeah, yeah, he's very evil, very powerful, especially in the hands of someone who can uh, manipulate people's mind and convince them to do things they probably don't 
actually want to do or shouldn't do. Right. So where do we pick up in issue five? Uh, we start with Max Lord apparently bringing peace to the world. Um, he has a flash in the first two minutes dismantle all the nuclear warheads and mass destruction weapons around the world. Uh, says in the next five minutes, the Green Lanterns put up a barrier to protect the planet from extraterrestrial invaders. Uh, Aquaman secured the shores and seaways. Wonder Woman placed the so-called leaders under her protection. Also known as probably kidnapping them and locking them away in one room. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Cyborg is taking hold of world communications. Uh, and within basically the first 13 minutes, the White House falls uh, and Lord uh, Max Lord has taken over with a picture of him sitting in a presidential chair with his feet up and Superman standing beside the American flag. Um, Lord's kind of lamenting that uh, Superman's not reacting as enthusiastically as Lord probably would like him to. Yeah, he's, but, he's uh, a bit of a bore. Yeah. A, he's Superman. Right. B, he's being controlled. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so Max Lord in about 15 minutes managed to take over minimum the United States, realistically a world. Uh, down under Bellry, uh, Batman, Deadshot, and Amanda Waller are standing over the corpse of Lobo. Uh, yeah, it's some kind of wondering what, yeah, some bat gadget had saved them when Bell Reeve went uh, kind of collapsed in on itself. And at this point, they don't actually know what has gone on above them, but Batman gets a Waller to tell to tell them about the uh the heart of dark the darkness heart of darkness diamond that was buried under there. She kept it there to try to keep it being used as a weapon, but it's like Yeah, that didn't work out so much. And nope. Batman still has faith that Justice League is out there somewhere stopping it or has stopped it. And they hear a rumble and everything's going fine and Yeah, he, I know that sound. That's just that Superman pull they'll be here, that Superman pulling us out. And they find that it's the Eclipso controlled Superman. <laughs> Batman tries to punch him with his Kryptonite ring, but that does not do any good at all. No. And Superman comments like You you couldn't protect one city. Max saved the world in about fifteen in a matter of minutes. So just stay out of the way. And Deadshot's like, was that your best shot? We're so screwed. And then Lobo sets up. <laughs> and Lobo, while pissed off that Batman blew his head off, Batman made the assumption that Lobo was healing everything else fine. Why not his head? That's probably a very good question. Yeah. But whatever. 
But Lobo is kind of respectful of the, uh, is kind of honored. He respects the move. Mm -hmm. He's not unhappy that Batman did such a crazy ass thing to him. He's like, yeah, mad, mad props. <laughs> because what that also does is get it upset or interrupted Max's control over Lobo. <clears throat> so now Lobo's thinking clearly with the knowledge that Max did the exact thing Lobo told him not to do. That was manipulate him. There are consequences and repercussions for that. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. Katana and Flag show up. And then what do they all come across? Uh, they come across a possessed cyborg, uh, which Harley and Captain Boomerang immediately attack. Cyborg is like, you know, saying, hey, stop, stop. Batman realizes something and calls off the troops, so to speak. They get away from him. Uh, if he's possessed, why hasn't he fought you back? And Cyborg basically says, yeah, uh, Moon Lord has control over me, but I have security protocols in case my, uh, in case my human part was ever compromised. Uh, yeah, I took over the communications, but uh, uh, we've got bigger problems. Max Lord isn't in control. There's something controlling him. And you see this purple evil face. And uh, uh, Cyborg's like, it's locking away my, or it's unlocking his worst fears, his own dark thoughts. And the voice is getting louder, which is not good. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and he's like Batman wants to like Cyborg has boom tube tech boom tube technology in him is like can you get as close to the White House? And he's like yeah I can try. Right. He's gonna know I he's gonna know that I'm helping you. He probably knows about all this right now. And this is another point where Boomerang is wondering, okay, this is all well and good. I'm I'm not upset, but why don't we look like that? And Batman's like because. <laughs> Because we're nothing to Max Lord. We have no we have no powers. Max Lord just doesn't care. He doesn't think we're we stand a chance against him. And in DC, he's probably right. So then Lord is gloating to Amanda Waller about how he's been able to all part of his plan, he has been able to get this diamond. He, she goes, well, it, you're, there's no way you can control it. Like, no, 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 no. That was what the shaman was for. He showed me exactly how I could keep from losing control on him. And then, like, immediately following him, you, the word bubbles change. The word balloons change so you can tell it's Eclipso speaking and not forward. <laughs> and then he pops back in. She, she points it out to him. And he pops back in and is like, what? Oh, that was nothing. Um, can't you see? I, I'm bringing peace to the world still. Bringing peace. That's all I'm doing. Surely you can like that. 
Now, let's see. Batman is with Cyborg um, when he talked about King getting them close to us and kind of gathers all the troops to, let's see, create his own little type of Justice League. His own <laughs> very, very motley crew Justice League. And, like, we're not Suicide Squad. No, no. I don't lead Suicide Squad. <laughs> For now, you're all deputized. So you've got Batman, Lobo, Killer Frost, uh, Deadshot, Harley, Killer Croc, and Captain Boomerang as the Justice League. What a crew. Yeah, Waller's <laughs> asking Lord what his endgame is, and he's beautiful, beautiful peace, and the world's finally free, and he points out to this big scene out in the Washington, out in the Great Lawn of the, the White House, and it's just absolute chaos and destruction. And this is when Waller goes, well, what, what have you done? Look out there, you idiot. You're the one being manipulated. It's showing you what you want to see. There is not peace out there. Look for yourself. <laughs> and then the Matt Lord's out there like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, hell. I can, I can feel him changing me. And about this time, Batman's Justice League pops in. But it's too late as Lord brings in the other the other Justice League. Big old fight, and Lord himself transforms into Eclipso. So where do we start with the final chapter? Uh, final chapter. You are looking at the sun being blocked out. Uh, a whole bunch of people throughout the world now have this purple eclipse or eclipso face. And they're rioting, fighting, running amok. Uh, I want to point eclipsos. out something. I want to, I want to point out a little bit of a uh, hole in this whole thing. If mm -hmm. the sun is blocked out, normally speaking, that lessens Superman's abilities. Mm -hmm. But since they didn't want that to be a plot point of him being lessened by this eclipse, eh, they'll just ignore that. <laughs> uh, Eclipso's enjoying all the chaos. Deadshot is not enjoying the chaos. Uh, charges Eclipso, uh, Eclipso grabs him and says, uh, you know, you try to shoot your way out of every problem, don't you? Well, why do you cover your face from the world? So he rips Deadshot's mask off and suggests that instead of, uh, yeah, it's well, like, what are you trying? You, why, why do you, why are you covering your mask? Are you trying to hide? And it's mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm, I've met a lot of killers, and like, and their their their, heart, their lives were not a very a secret identity. It's like there's there's always something that they don't want to, they'd never admit. And like, yeah, with you, it's your daughter, or yeah, it's your daughter. And he the the control in Deadshot gets a yeah. She's the only thing that keeps me human. So if she wasn't around, I could just kill anybody. And he's like. Yeah, kill her and kill everybody else in the world. 
It'll be fine. So now you've got an Eclipso powered dead shot with no restraints. Eclipso's um, like, yeah, that was fun. Who's next? Hmm, how about you, Waller? He grabs Waller, does the same thing. He's like, uh, your primitive sun lamps couldn't contain my presence in the heart of darkness, and neither you nor the sun can hold me back forever. Uh, he basically calls her a monster, and he's like, yeah, you're as big a monster as I am. Uh, you take your worst thoughts and put them to good use, regardless of who's there. While that's going on, uh, Wonder Woman is strangling Batman with the lasso of truth. Uh, yeah, the, the big point here, Batman gets the idea. like, eight, we need sunlight. We need sunlight. Superman gets his, there is no sunlight because of the damn eclipse. Superman mm -hmm. gets all his powers from the sun. So we should be able to have Killer Frost, you should be able to create a prism that could kind of turn his heat beams back into sunlight. Of course, it would take everything you have, all of your form, to keep this block of ice cold enough to remain a prism while Superman's heat vision turns it into sunlight. And Frost basically reacts the same way we just did. It's like, uh, it's not that simple. I can't just make a prism like that. Batman says, hey, you got no choice. Yeah, too bad, dude, because now most of the Suicide Squad, with the exception of Batman, Lobo, and Killer Frost, are all are now under Eclipso's control. So Lobo creates the distraction long enough for Frost to create the prism. Batman goads Superman into blasting it, and it works. Mostly, until Frost pretty much loses all her life force and power. But it has done the job of getting everybody out from under Eclipso's control, or all the heroes anyways, and the villains. Right. All the characters you're concerned about, because who cares about average people in comic books? Nah. So it's, it gets them enough to um, break free... But before they can do anything else, Eclipso comes in and attacks him and tries to take over Killer Frost to look into what her deepest, darkest desire is. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for him, her deepest, darkest desire is hope. <laughs> so tapping into that kind of knocks him back and keeps him out, keeps her out of his control, and Superman blasts the prism. They can control it. Boom. No more Eclipso. Everything is just kind of in shambles. Max lords back to how he is. And Waller is like, okay, kill him now. Kill that motherfucker. I want him dead. And Frost's like, No. You can't do that. Oh, just absorb his life. You're, you, you, you yourself are dying, Frost. Just absorb his life for us. And then Frost is like, yeah, I quit. <laughs> Which you can't really technically do in the Suicide Squad, but yeah. 
And then back after everything's over, back at Bell Reeve Planeten- or Penitentiary Planetarium. <laughs> Everybody is having there's a one there's a pretty large panel, about third third of half the page panel, of just pe- of the heroes and villains interacting and wonderful banter banter. The main gist of this point though is Superman kinda telling Killer Frost that she can choose who she wants to be. She has the option of deciding what to do. And Killer Frost is like, yeah, I, that, well, that was, that was, Superman tells her it was very brave what she did. And she goes, yeah, all I ever wanted to do was help people. And I, I guess I, I just, when I turned to Frost, I, that was all done. But when he looked, clips a look inside me, I was, I was hiding, it was a hiding fear. It was, it wasn't fear that was founding. There was hiding. Superman goes, yeah, he found hope. And that's when Killer Frost says, she, all, all she, after that point, all she wanted to do was stop Eclipso, regarding anything. It didn't matter if she died or not. And right. maybe that's why I'm on the Suicide Squad. He goes, no. And Superman's like, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what you did was not suicide. It was sacrifice. And that is deep. <laughs> not going on a crazy suicide mission just for the sake of it. You were willing to sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Big difference. Yeah. And Batman Batman meets with Waller is like, yeah, I can kind of see the point in your little mission group here. I don't like it, but I see the point of it. So I'll let you continue. One thing, Frost comes with us. Non-negotiable. She is not staying here. She proves there's value in your little group because she has redeemed herself. She is not the same person as she was as Killer Frost. But you we are consider this a parole. And reluctantly, Waller agrees. And Lobo also tells Batman that he owes Batman a favor at some point and will do any for uh, helping him out, getting Max out of his head, any job he mm-hmm. wants to see him do. Like, funny you, Batman, it's funny you should mention that. I've got a job for you right now. You're going to join the Justice League. <laughs> Which this really surprises Lobo. And what this is setting up is for a little bit of time... Um, Lobo, Frost, and some others were in the Justice League of America book. Oh, As opposed to just Justice League. Yeah, they were in the Justice League of America book with their own little base and their own little, with some some other recruits also. And this led off... I think there were some one-shot tie-ins also that spun out of this that kind of built into that launch of that book. Right. Let's see. Meanwhile, Max Lord is in a bubble. A lot of tubes hooked (laughs) up to him. And pretty much... See, none of the people Max freed are... No one really knows where they are. They're out doing their own thing. 
and Max knows. Max thinks about it and realizes, you know what? This was all you planned. This Waller, you planned all of this. <laughs> you knew Batman was on your case, aware of you, and was going to shut you down. So you're the one who tipped me off to the first Suicide Squad. You took you took me away from Checkmate. You tipped me off to the first Suicide Squad and what they could be. And you created a common enemy for the Suicide Squad and Task Force X to team up on. And yeah, sure, there was a lot of collateral damage, but you don't care. And she doesn't deny it. <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much, yes. Yeah, all, all, all of this stuff, some evil heroes released. Eclipse will come back at some point. But also, you could keep your little Task Force X thing going. And like, what are you going to do? All right. What are you going to do? Tell me, welcome to the Suicide Squad. He goes, nope. You're in Task Force 11. I don't know what they do with Task Force 11. I know there are other stories of Max Lord coming out of this in the Suicide Squad. But that's Justice League versus Suicide Squad. What do you think? Pleasantly surprised. Uh, so, or what? What were your expectations going into it? I think my big ones were. Uh, I was expecting some sort of conf you know, confrontation between the two groups. Sure. And I kind of thought there would be a bigger thing playing in the background, but I think my thought would was that it would be more, uh, I guess, along the lines of like maybe the Joker pulling the strings with the Suicide Squad <laughs> uh, and having basically him unleashing them on the Justice League, not so much there being a second Suicide Squad and then a bigger power behind them. Right, you get yeah, Justice League versus the Suicide Squad, Justice League versus the original Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad yeah. versus the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I, I liked it. Um, the Suicide Squad wasn't just cannon fodder. Nah, uh, nah. Amanda Waller is so easy to hate and dislike in these books. She's pulling so many strings and then pulling strings on strings and this complicated web of strings, deception, and treachery. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, this is it's one of those things where I, when I initially read this, I was I was not expecting a whole lot from it. Some yeah, this will be a fun thing. Nothing much is really going to come out of it. But no, there's a quite... It really does quite a bit and move move the pieces from point A to point B fairly well and does have consequences because it wasn't really built as a big event type book. It was just kind of, mm -hmm. of a miniseries happening. Yeah, sure, it's going on. But it's not really something like... Hey, look at all these tie-in issues that we're doing also. Nothing like Forever Evil or 
DC metal or death metal or any of those types of things. Right. But it does have reperco- big repercussions within Justice League and Suicide Squad family of titles. I, generally, I always like throwing in an off-the-wall villain like Eclipso in for, for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed going back and reading it. And if you want to read it too, you, it is available on DC Universe Infinite app. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, no, just like I said, I, I liked it. I liked it, the chaos in the last couple of issues that happened. Yeah, it is. It um, is a. There are no slow chapters. No, that's always good, at least for me. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a nice little story. Yeah, for a six issue mini, sometimes three and four could be a little iffy at times. But no, this keeps rolling right along. I think having <laughs> di- those different. Having multiple battles and multiple setups and multiple scenarios and multiple reveals really helps with that. But none of them feel forced. Right. All right. With that, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode. You can find previous episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or ComicDumRex.com. Follow us on Twitter, at ComicDumRex, or myself, at James Wick. Anthony, you're where? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Ant Cyborg. You can find me on uh, WordPress at The Nexus. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to email us, comicdomrex at gmail.com. Until next time, stay out of trouble. See you.